Believer in Christ, have you been praying for divine intervention or God's help in real, overwhelming needs in your life? Have you asked Jesus to immerse and envelop you in the power of the Holy Spirit? The same power that he operated in to heal the sick, cleanse lepers, cast out demons, raise the dead, and perform mighty miracles is available to you today through the same baptism in the Spirit that he himself received. The next few minutes can revolutionize your life as you learn how to be clothed with power from on high. Welcome to the Real Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Lambert. In an hour when deception and apostasy is rampant on earth, the need for proclaiming the real truth has never been more desperate. Jesus prophesied, An hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For such people the Father seeks to be His worshiper. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. Proclaiming the real truth of the written and rhema prophetic word of God that He is revealing in this hour is our goal, affecting real change in the hearts and minds of believers in Christ in order to fulfill the purposes and plans of God is our purpose. Friends, throughout this teaching series, I am leading you on a journey to discover the real truth about a matter second in importance to none except salvation itself, which is the matter of the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Each segment of teaching is one vital link in that journey, which leads ultimately to the real truth concerning the role of the third member of the Godhead in your life, whom Jesus himself called the Helper, that is, the blessed Holy Spirit, the living waters of God. God says in Hosea 4.6 that His people, that means born-again believers, Christians, are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Ignorance or lack of knowledge concerning spiritual matters not only is not bliss, but it is an open gateway to devastation and destruction. Jesus taught that the knowledge of the truth sets free, which inherently means that what you do not know of the truth will keep you in bondage. The unfortunate truth is that many born-again believers are being held captive by lack of knowledge of the truth and deceptions concerning this critical matter of the baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire. 
Now some of the main points I am going to be establishing and providing scriptural support for during the course of this teaching are that 1. The baptism in the Holy Spirit is a separate and distinct or adjunctive experience to the infusion of the Holy Spirit that takes place at the moment of salvation. 2. Regeneration by the Spirit, that is, salvation, the new birth, and the baptism in the Holy Spirit are two distinct and separate workings of the same Holy Spirit. In salvation, the Holy Spirit comes to live within the believer, imparting the fruit of the Spirit, that is, the regenerative work of the Holy Spirit. In the baptism in the Holy Spirit, the believer is enveloped by or immersed in the Holy Spirit, that is to say, the Holy Spirit comes upon the believer, in contrast to in the believer, and imparts the gifts of the Holy Spirit. These facts are clearly supported by Scripture and are exemplified by the experience of Jesus himself, who is our supreme model. Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. Jesus explicitly stated that the baptism in the Holy Spirit will be given to any believer who simply asks him for it. The baptism in the Holy Spirit is a gift of grace received by faith and often imparted through the laying on of hands by other anointed believers. Now the second point that is vital to our discussion and vital to unraveling all of the distortion and confusion regarding this crucial matter of the baptism in the Holy Spirit is that Jesus himself, who is our model, was the prototype of the sons of God. He is our spiritual model in all spiritual things, and as such, Jesus himself was baptized in the Holy Spirit and thereby became the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. He himself was baptized in the Holy Spirit and it was through that experience of being baptized himself in the Holy Spirit that he became the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. Well, you see, you cannot give something that you have not received. And Jesus first received the baptism in the Holy Spirit himself and was empowered with the Holy Spirit. It is vital for us to understand that about the baptism in the Holy Spirit. In fact, one of the things that the church often fails to recognize is that everything that Jesus did here on earth, he did not do as God. Indeed, the Bible tells us in Philippians 2, 6 through 8, 
that before coming down to the earth and being born of the Virgin Mary, being conceived in her womb and delivered, being given birth to, before that he divested himself of, laid aside his deity, in order to come to earth and be born as a man, a human. Indeed, it was required that he lay aside or cast off as removing a garment, the original language indicates, his deity to allow him to be able to be born as a human. So what he did here on the earth during his fleshly ministry, it is vital to understand, he did not do as God, but rather as a man baptized in the Holy Ghost. Jesus stated that the works that he did shall we, believers, do also, and even greater works shall we do. But it is virtually impossible to do not only the works Jesus did, but even greater works than what he did without being baptized in the Holy Ghost, in the same manner as Jesus himself was baptized in the Holy Ghost. As I said, Jesus is our model in all spiritual things, and he set the precedent that in order to be a believer, i.e., a son of God who is well-pleasing to God and who is doing the works of God, you must be baptized in the Holy Ghost. How anyone believes that he or she can be a disciple of Jesus a follower of Jesus, a learner of Jesus, without following his example of being baptized in the Holy Ghost, is entirely beyond my understanding. So we're going to examine just two scriptures here demonstrating that Jesus himself was baptized in the Holy Spirit and thereby became the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. The first of those texts is Luke three sixteen through 23, which reads, quote, John, the Baptist, answered and said to them all, As for me, I baptize you with water. End quote. In Matthew's version of what John stated, recorded in Matthew 3.11, John says that he baptized in water for repentance. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, and I am not even fit to remove his sandals. He himself, i.e. Jesus, will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. And Bible scholars and historians agree that nowhere in recorded history is there any evidence that Jesus himself ever baptized anyone in water. You see, the baptism in water for repentance is a baptism that is conducted by men as a testimony of repentance. But the baptism in the Holy Ghost, the baptism in the Holy Spirit and fire, is a baptism that Jesus himself performs. Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Spirit, the living waters of God. His baptism is for supernatural empowerment, not repentance. Repentance is our part. Empowerment is Jesus' part. 
Now it came about when all the people were baptized, this is talking about being baptized in water, that Jesus also was baptized. And while he was praying, heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came out of heaven, Thou art my beloved Son, in thee I am well pleased. Luke three, twenty-one through 22 Now I want you to notice several things about this passage. Number one, it says that, quote, heaven was opened up, end quote. Now, friends, have you ever needed heaven to be opened up in your life in order that you might receive something from God? Have you ever needed the heavens to be opened that you might receive enablement and empowerment from God? Well, that is what happens when you follow in the pattern that Jesus set of receiving the baptism in the Holy Spirit. I'll talk more about that as we progress. Then, in verse 22, notice it says, And the Holy Spirit descended upon him. And as I pointed out so conclusively previously, Jesus was originally born of the Holy Spirit. And so, because of that, he always had the Holy Spirit in him. Thus, he did not have to be born again as unredeemed humans who were all born with the sin nature permeating them do but rather he was born with the Holy Spirit permeating him already. And so, regardless of diverse teachings you may have heard in this regard, this experience here that took place was not an experience in which Jesus was receiving the Holy Spirit inside of him. Rather, it clearly says that the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form, like a dove. So the Holy Spirit is not just ethereal. He has a spiritual body, and he can come in a form. In this case, he came in the form of a dove, as a sign that John would see. Perhaps others saw this event as well, but we know that John the Baptist saw it, because Scripture says he did. And he saw it as a sign that this was the Messiah the Christ, the Son of God. We need to take note of what the Holy Spirit is pointing out here in this writing in Luke chapter 3, verse 21. It says, At that moment, when he was baptized by John and was praying, the Holy Spirit descended upon Jesus in bodily form, the form of a dove. Now, Never before in Jesus' life did this occur, but this occurred at this moment. A voice came out of heaven. Now, no matter who you are and what your background is, certainly you can agree with me, this is an unprecedented and extraordinary event, and we need to take note of what precipitated it. It was that the Holy Spirit descended upon Jesus in the form of a dove, and that the voice of God said, Thou art my beloved Son, in thee I am well pleased. Jesus was the prototype of all the sons of God. The Bible says so. When it says the firstborn in various passages, Luke 
2, 7, and 23, Romans 8, 29, Colossians 1, 15, and 18, Hebrews 1, 6, and 11, 28, and 12, 23, and Revelation 1, 5, it is talking about literally the prototype. The Greek word in those passages means prototype. Jesus is the prototype of all of the sons of God. And when Jesus received the baptism in the Holy Ghost, God said at that moment, Thou art my beloved Son. In thee I am well pleased. Now let me ask you, do you want to be well pleasing to God? Well, you can be. It's simple. You must follow the pattern that Jesus set. If this was the pattern that Jesus had to follow in order to be well-pleasing to God, then certainly it is not difficult to understand that if you and I want to be pleasing to God, we must also follow that same pattern to receive the baptism in the Holy Ghost. And then there's an absolutely vital principle that is indicated in verse 23, which says, And when he began his ministry, Jesus himself was about 30 years of age. A vital principle that is often overlooked by intellectual Christianity is that Jesus did not begin his ministry until after that the Holy Ghost had descended upon him, until after that he had received the baptism in the Holy Ghost. Do you understand that? What makes anybody think that they can begin their ministry, a ministry that is supposed to be of the Spirit, by the Spirit, through the Spirit, and the Spirit operating through them without receiving the baptism in the Holy Spirit is totally beyond my ability to comprehend. This is Stephen Lambert. We trust you're enjoying this episode of the Real Truth Podcast. You can submit your comments and questions at realtruthradio.com. Friends, I hope you understand how vital this teaching is you are hearing the real truth regarding the baptism in the Holy Spirit. This issue is the most critical issue to the Christian life after salvation itself. It is for that reason that our adversary, the devil, has continued to do all he can to hinder and, if possible, preclude believers from receiving it, since that fateful day when Jesus himself, the heavenly prototype of the sons of God, was baptized in the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit descended upon him in the form of a dove, as a visible sign of the coming of the Holy Spirit, and the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit 
was first poured out upon the church, imbuing them with power from on high. In the 2,000 years plus that have transpired since, no other single issue has been more controversial, fiercely debated, and bitterly divisive in the annals of church history. And that should not be surprising at all because the last thing on earth that Satan wants people to know is the real truth regarding the inexhaustible and uncontainable supernatural power that is made available to every believer who receives of this same immersion in the Spirit. It is the same baptism that John, the original Baptist, declared he needed to receive from Jesus. It is the same baptism with which Jesus himself, as the prototype of the sons of God and our ultimate model in all spiritual things himself received, which elicited the divine vocal response from heaven. This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Friends of God, if you have even the slightest desire to be well-pleasing to God, there is no other way to achieve that place of standing with our Heavenly Father than following in the path laid by the Heavenly Model who came to earth as a man to show us the way to fellowship and favor with the Father and likewise receive of this indescribable gift of the baptism in the Holy Spirit. That same outpouring of the Spirit is still flowing yet today, and it is available to every believer who understands that if Jesus himself needed the empowerment that came upon him, through the baptism in the Holy Spirit to begin his ministry and perform the works of power he demonstrated, then certainly they must also have that empowerment in their own life if they are going to fulfill Jesus' prophecy that believers would do the works that he did and even greater works than he did. It's available to you today, friend, but you must take a step of faith and follow in the footsteps of the original Baptist and tell Jesus you recognize that he is the baptizer in the Holy Spirit and fire and ask him to baptize or totally immerse you in the living waters of the Spirit of God. He will do it. 
but he testified that you must ask him for the Holy Spirit's baptism. Now, if you want that baptism in the Holy Spirit I've been talking about and would like to know more about it and how to receive it, I've written a book and even recorded an audio book of the book that will help you with that. The book title is Dunamis, Power from on High. Dunamis, Power from on High. Now, this concise book explains what the baptism in the Holy Spirit is, the scriptural precedent and proofs regarding it, how to sort out the real truth from all the diverse teaching that exists concerning it based on Scripture, and it provides some simple explanation for receiving the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Now, I want you to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And if you have not done so yet, I want you to have this special book and or audio book I've prepared for you to help you understand it and to receive this powerful working of the Holy Spirit in your life. So I am making the book itself available to you for a donation to the Real Truth Radio program or podcast of any amount. For those of you who can, please make a donation of at least $20 to cover both the publication cost of the book as well as the shipping and handling. And if you can, send more to help us to send the book to someone else who cannot send a donation. However, for those of you who cannot make a donation of $20 or more, we will send you the book for a donation of any amount. So, again, you may request the book separately for a donation of any amount, and if you can, please send a gift of at least $20 if you are able to do so. Now, if you would also like the eight-disc set audiobook to go along with the book, please send a donation of $50 or more to cover shipping and handling for both products and the products themselves. Again, that's a donation of $50 or more to cover shipping and handling for both the book and the 8-CD set audiobook. Now, there are three ways for you to place your orders for these products by U.S. Mail, through our website, and even by email, plus an online donation. If you are ordering by U.S. mail, please send your request to The Real Truth, Post Office Box 911, Jupiter, Florida, 33468. Again, that's The Real Truth, Post Office Box 911, Jupiter, Florida, 33468. When you write, be sure to provide the date you heard this program, the website on which you heard the podcast, 
or the call letters of this station that you heard the program on, along with your name and complete mailing address. You can also order the book and audiobook online on our website at realtruthradio.com where you can place your order by clicking on the PayPal Donate button to use any bank card which does not require a PayPal account. Again, go to realtruthradio.com to place your order, and where you can also listen to the recordings of all our podcasts. Now, you can also order the book and or audiobook online via email with an online donation at paypal.me forward slash SLM Inc. Now send the email to orders at realtruthradio.com orders at realtruthradio.com and then go to paypal.me forward slash S-L-M-I-N-C to make the donation. Again, send the email to orders at realtruthradio.com and make your donation at paypal.me forward slash S-L-M Inc. And include a note with your donation indicating that you are requesting the book or the audiobook or both. Now, please donate at least $20 for the book alone or at least $50 for both the book and the audiobook, which covers shipping and handling as well for both offers. Now, don't delay. Send for your copy of the book, and or the audiobook today. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Real Truth. I'm Stephen Lambert. Please subscribe to the podcast, share with your friends, and visit realtruthradio.com to join our mailing list. Be sure to tune in to the next edition of The Real Truth. Until then, this is Stephen Lambert reminding you that with God all things are possible and all things work together for good to them who love God and are called according to His purpose.